welcome to the Soul Ed Podcast with me, intuitive life and business coach, Amelia Francesca. Soul Ed is for the big-hearted visionaries who know they want to play a little differently in this world. It's your space to connect deeper with your inner guidance and in turn live out your most liberated, radiant and expansive life. Hello beauties, so nice to be back in space with you today and connecting again. Um, This episode I'm recording post coming back from vacation. I was on vacation in Portugal for a week which was so beautiful. I just feel like it was very soul reviving. Um, It was just like a deep awakening for my soul again and uh, reconnection with my soul again at such a beautiful level because I was just surrounding myself with nature and in the ocean and travel and warm sunshine on my skin and all of those things are just on the the top top list of things that I love the most in the world and it just felt so good so good and um, one of the things I've really been exploring in the last year and a half or so because of so many things being closed and travel being so inaccessible to so many people and this was the first trip that I've taken since sort of March of 2020 when everything started to lock down in in the UK and in, in the world in general that I've really had to learn how to express my freedom in its entirety and in different ways because the biggest way I used to express my freedom was through travel and was for exploring different countries and the world and you know getting up and going to different places whenever I wanted and I really learned over this last year and a half and this has been one of the I think there's so many beautiful takeaways from what's been happening this is one of mine of really learning how to express my freedom and how to feel deep freedom when how I'd known how to express it before and how I'd felt it before wasn't available to me and so it was such a deep learning experience and then it felt that then when I went on this trip it just kind of blew my mind because I was like wow I'm experiencing the the physical freedom that I love to express and yet I'm now experiencing that alongside this completeness of this sort of internal freedom that perhaps I've now got well, I say perhaps I know for sure that I have a much deeper connection with than I would have had back in March 2020 or 2019 etc and so that just feels and felt in those experiences that I had whilst I was away so good for the soul and I also went away completely unintentionally but by myself I was planning to go with a friend and then because of some last minute things that happened then um, she was unable to come. And so I spent the whole week pretty much by myself, bar having conversations when you're in the restaurants and when you're at the beach and that kind of thing. And um, although initially, like the day or two before I left, I was like, oh, I just, you know, I really wanted to go with somebody. I wanted to have that connection. I wanted to do the the fun stuff that we're going to do, like the paddleboarding and the cliff walks and, you know, going to restaurants and or getting dressed up and all those things. I wanted to do that with somebody. And I felt, you know, really that it was a shame for her that she was unable to come because she'd been so looking forward to it. But actually, it ended up being one of those trips where um, perhaps physically I was alone, but 
energetically I felt so freaking connected you know like I just had these moments I was just like in pure elated bliss of really feeling that trueness of the oneness and the connectivity of the world and it was being reflected back to me in all these beautiful conversations that I had with with strangers um even just you know brief gentle encounters etc but more so than ever just really immersing myself in the nature like going up the cliffs and laying in the ocean and just being barefoot on ground again um and I'm smiling as I'm hearing myself say these words out loud because I get I get and I also fully embrace it now how how freaking hippie I am and how how woo woo I am and I love it like I love it so but I'm just smiling because there's me of four or five years ago who'd have been like what is this is this gonna be you are you gonna be talking I always had like a, a sense of uh spiritual connection and a sense of spirituality but in no way did I ever expect to be somebody who would um who would have such a level of it that I speak about it as part of my work one and two that it comes through as like I can literally walk barefoot somewhere and feel this full energetic like fuel run through me because I feel so deeply connected to life to source to earth um to mother nature to to my soul you know in in so many ways so yeah it was a really beautiful experience and definitely as I've come back I've just been fully embracing um everything that I took out there with me that's something that I've always loved to do from ever since I started traveling and living abroad and doing all these different things is um always bringing back the lessons that you've learned or bringing back the feelings that you felt from that experience so I came back and I've remained in um what some might call vacation mode or holiday mode but actually I'm just like no this just gets to be my normal mode of feeling this way and doing these things and embracing these things and the whole irony this is such a tangent by the way because I, we're talking about totally different topics today but I was like I now that I'm speaking on this I know this needs to be spoken through and out loud um but something that came through which this is just so interesting is now that I'm back in the UK because of regulations here I have to self-isolate so that means I'm at home and I'm not allowed to leave my house and how interesting right because I got to express my physical freedom for this whole week and play and be outdoors and do all the things and now I'm not doing those things and if I'd only was if I was still only living in that space of like only feeling free when I was able able to express it physically um in large ways then I would have come back and been like oh my gosh I feel trapped I feel stuck I hate being at home etc whereas because I just feel that depth of freedom deep within my soul I don't feel that way at all I've been having a great little time hanging out. Like I know it's only for a few days um, and I've, you know, utilized that time in ways that feel really good for me and feel really good for the soul. So I still feel as free as I did when I was away. And that feels so incredible. And that's, that's that concept of not, um, of our feelings not being based just off of one thing. Because if our feelings are based off of only of one 
physical act or physical thing, then that means that we're saying to ourselves, well, unless I can have that thing, I can't have that feeling. And I never want to, I never want anyone to have to feel that way about things that are really important to them. And especially if it's something that's a core value for you. So my core values are freedom and authenticity. And so I don't ever want to feel like I'm not able to be in one of my core values. And so it may be an invitation to explore if you already know what your core values are, I imagine you do, then say you have your two or three main core values, then checking in ways that you are able to feel them in all the different ways, feel them physically, feel them emotionally, feel them mentally, feel them spiritually, feel them um, in all your walks of life, but also feel them internally when the physicality isn't allowed to happen or isn't able to happen or is a little bit further away from happening, you know? But anyway, the reason that I bring up for this Portugal trip is because the whole topic of today's conversation, um, which is probably the most popular and requested conversation that I'm having on this podcast so far, is about healing our relationships with our bodies. And I put it out on Instagram and asked you if you wanted me to speak on it. And I've never had more people want me to speak on a topic before. And the whole reason this came to mind for me to speak about is because I booked this vacation to Portugal about uh, five weeks ago, maybe. So I booked it like three and a half weeks before I was going. And I booked it, me and my friend booked it and we got really, really excited. And then about four days after I booked it, I suddenly had this realization. And the realization was this is the first time in my whole entire adult life that I have not booked a holiday or booked a trip or booked a vacation or booked a weekend away, booked to do something and suddenly thought, oh my gosh, I need to diet or I need to change my body so that I can then feel good about myself whilst I'm on this vacation, this trip, this weekend away, etc. It took me four days until after the trip to realize that had that thought hadn't even crossed my mind. And then I was just like sitting and being like, this is so freaking incredible because that was my life for so long. And that was my lived experience for so long of every time I was going somewhere, there was kind of this like niggly background thought. And it was one of those ones that, you know, in my younger years, in my sort of teenage years in my young 20s it was like the the first thought the very first thought after booking a trip would literally be like okay now I need to diet for however long it is until I go on this trip and then over the years it's gotten less and less and less but it was still there as like this niggly background thought and I'm I'm remembering because the last couple of trips I took before these last 18 months where I haven't traveled maybe it's a bit less than 18 months actually um but there was a couple of trips that I took uh to Bali and then to Australia and I remember as and when I was booking those things of being like oh oh yeah I need to do something about my body I don't feel good about my body I need to change it and so it feels like I truly have come to a place now where I can speak about it from the outside objective rather than being in it. And I think that there is a beauty and a wisdom that comes from either of those places. So sometimes I'll speak on and I'll coach in areas that I'm also moving through myself. And then other times I'll speak on and coach in 
things that I feel like I've come out the other side of and now get to have this this outsider view and just to give a little bit of context before we kind of really go into this discussion of healing our relationships with our bodies I just want to give a very brief insight into my relationship with my body so that you have a bit of context when I'm speaking about personal things that come up throughout this conversation we're having today and I'll preface it that with saying that I'm going to be speaking a little bit about myself and I'm also going to be speaking about the things that I've supported clients with and essentially like the tools and the conversations and the the underneath foundational work that I do with clients when we're working on healing our relationships with our bodies because yes it's been a personal journey for me and it's also been something that I've helped a lot of clients with as well and so there'll be a little bit of both going on there and so for my own personal experience I have probably dieted or been in a disordered relationship with food from um from like 15 16 until 26 so a a whole decade of my life and I for that decade within that decade there was either disordered eating there was a four-year period of bulimia there was um uncontrollable binge eating there was extreme exercising um and those are just the physical acts right the the deep internal mental and emotional feelings that I had toward myself toward my body were at times completely soul destroying I never ever ever thought I would be where I am now like where I am now feels for me who would have been 21 me at 24 you know all those different ages and all those different things I was going through I would never have imagined really getting to be here and I always had a glimmer of hope that there would be that I could make it through the other side and that was really what enabled me to recover but I never would have thought that I'd be at a place where I just have peace with my body and and pure love with my body as well and that yeah, I definitely at the beginning of my um, healing my relationship with my body journey did not think that those things were fully available to me. They seemed, I wanted to hope that they were, like I wanted to believe that they were because that felt really good to believe that that, that this possibility existed, but I wasn't really sure if that would ever be executed for me. Um, and then for the last four years, so from 26 to 30, I'd healed from my eating disorder. And then I started to really look at this whole like healing my relationship with my body of, well, how do I now want to feed my body? How do I want to move my body? How do I want to feel about my body? How do I want to speak about my body? How do I want to look at my body? Um, how do I want my connection with my body to be? And that's been the last four years of that like ever, um, ever expansive journey of getting to this place of feeling like we've healed it now. We've healed this relationship. This relationship is now functional. It is not um, a avoidant relationship. It's not an anxious relationship. It is secure. It's not a abusive relationship. It's not a neglected relationship. It is a whole and complete relationship. 
And when I'm speaking about my own personal life, I'm speaking to the fact that I'm also white, I'm cis, I'm able-bodied. I've always been in a um, relatively smaller body, even when I was, uh, you know, overweight or my heaviest, I was still in a in a body that society would have accepted and I wouldn't necessarily have been um, overtly fat shamed for etc so I just want to reference that because when I speak to my personal experiences I know that that's relating to that however as I say I'll also be bringing in and the majority of this is me sharing the things I share with clients um, the these foundations and this is you know I work with clients of all all varying diversities and backgrounds and things that they're things that are causing them to want to heal their relationships with their bodies because sometimes it's about how and the majority of the time is about how our body looks is that's you know that's that's our struggle we're struggling with how it it looks and its physicality and that's our pro you know our quote-unquote problem with our body but many other times as well it can be how our body feels and it can be how our body is performing, like how it's showing up in the world. And if we feel like, you know, if, if we feel like it isn't doing the things we want it to do or achieving the things we want it to achieve, that can be a thing. Um, and so, yeah, I work with when it comes up, when we work with the relationship with body, with my clients, then it can cover a whole multitude of different areas. And I work with women of all different um yeah, different diversities, different, um, different size bodies, and different reasons for and root issues that they're wanting to heal in order to feel that their body and their relationship with their body feels healed. And so this becomes the first foundational layer that we're going to speak to, which is that we speak on healing our relationship with our bodies. And so we need to be crystal clear on what it is that we actually want that relationship of our bodies to look like, to feel like, to entail. If we're unclear with that, we're not really going to know what we're heading toward or really what we're wanting to achieve. Um, and I mean, would I really be a coach if I wasn't saying that we need to be clear? We need to have a, we need to know what we're aiming towards. I always say it's like, you have to know what your goal is and your focus is because that's your bullseye on your dartboard. And otherwise you're just kind of throwing darts around aimlessly, hoping that something will land rather than focusing on, on that main thing that you really want. So you're going to want to explore, like, what do I actually want my relationship with my body to be? If I imagine this most healed, complete, whole, loving, fabulous relationship, almost you know, in the same way that you might imagine that relationship with a partner, what do you want your relationship with your body to look like? What do you actually want it to feel and look like day to day, moment to moment? And what is different about that than it's playing out now? And if that alone is the only thing that you do, that is going to be so powerful because I'm not saying do it and you just be like yeah well I just want to feel good about my body and then you skip and move on to the next thing no it's like really sitting down and actually asking yourself what do I really want this relationship to look and feel like and evolve and entail and be like and what is different when I vision that up than what is playing out now 
And as soon as we can see those kind of polar opposites, those differences of where we want to be versus where we are, it starts to already unravel possibilities and clues and options of where to go to get us to where we want to be and what we need to either stop doing or what we might need to start doing or where an area of healing is going to need to take place. Because obviously, as I said before, like as we're healing our relationships, our bodies, we're all healing different things. We're not necessarily all healing an exact same feeling or an exact same experience. So we need to be really clear with what we actually want that relationship to be. And I think a really powerful way to do this is to first allow it, and it's going to be kind of like mind and heart driven of right now we're looking at it as a relationship of like me plus my body equals a relationship and what do I want that relationship to look like what does that entail what are what are both what are we both playing you know what are our roles here what are we doing and how is it feeling how is it looking etc and once you've completed that and you've actually gotten really clear in that way it's then removing like me plus body and looking at it as actually like me is my body you know like I am my body and even just as I'm saying this right now allowing yourself to like actually land into your body like I am in this body I am in this body and just let yourself for a moment really anchor in and down into your body I just land in it and now just look at it and be like I'm in this this is me we're in this together (laughs) like my body is as much of me as my mind is as the part of me that's looking at this body and so often what we've done is really started to set this is all subconsciously (laughs) most of the time um we've started to really separate ourselves from our bodies so it's like me and then my body's kind of over here at arm's length which means that we feel really ungrounded and the reason that we separate ourselves from our bodies is because we kind of refuse to want to be accepting of them or we don't want them to be the thing that represents us because say if we don't like the way our bodies physically look then we don't want to feel like we're in them because we hate the way they look so we want to feel separate from it we want to push that body away from us as far as we possibly can because we're almost trying to say to people this is like what we're saying without vocalizing it is like I'm not that I'm not that thing over there that I think is disgusting and this over here and so we kind of separate from it we do the same as well or we can potentially do the same as well if our bodies aren't acting and showing up and um doing the things that we want them to do say if we're we're feeling like our bodies aren't at optimum health if we're not achieving the things we want our bodies to achieve then we can again push, separate from our bodies we want to hold our bodies at arm's length because we're like body that body is not giving me what I want it to give me it's not giving me the health it's not giving me the energy it's not giving me the well-being it's not giving me the um fertility it's not giving me the uh accessibility to x y and z so I'm gonna I I don't want to associate with that body because that body is letting me down 
And so we really create this separation, which is, and this is what so much of this work of healing our relationship with our bodies is, is really inviting our bodies back, really inviting them back and really going from holding them at arm's length to pulling them closer and closer and closer until we land back in them again, until we truly see them for what they are. And when we see them for what they are, which is ours, and we're in them and they are a whole part of us we naturally start to treat them and speak to them differently because we realize that we're speaking to ourselves and treating ourselves a certain way when we kind of connect our bodies to us whereas when we hold them at that metaphorical arm's length it's easier to treat them unkindly it's easier to say horrible things about them it's easier to do things that are abusive towards our bodies because we're kind of we're we're keeping that separation we're keeping that barrier of it's like me versus my body me against my body or my body is against me so I'm just going to keep doing these things to it because it's you know not not serving me and these can be the physical things that we're doing or it can be the emotional way that we're feeling toward it So the very first thing is welcoming it back. We're almost like welcoming our bodies back into our room so we can have that body, soul, mind connection and noticing that our bodies are us. They are us. And when we're bringing ourselves back, like bringing ourselves back into our bodies, allowing our mind to then drop down into our heart, to then our heart to realize that it's being held by a physical body and then our mind to also realize I'm being held by a physical body and to really feel that anchoring that goes through down your chest, down your stomach, in down your navel, into your seat, into the, you know, your anchor, into the bottom of your spine, into your root and just feeling like, okay, I get to be in you. (laughs) I get to be here. Just see what comes up. See what comes up, see how it feels. And from this place is where our bodies are going to be able to communicate with us so much more because our bodies are trying to communicate with us all the time. And it's often that our minds don't want to listen. Um, or that we've got so used to switching off from them that we almost don't know that it's possible to listen or it feels really hard to listen. So when we're from this place, when we're actually allowing ourselves to witness the body that we're in and just see it for what it is for a moment, just observing it, observing being in our body, not observing our body, being observing being in our body, then we're able to then, once we've managed to start cultivating that feeling, we're able to start asking, what does my body want me to know? What does my body want me to know? And so often as I've led people through this exercise, there is a huge cathartic release because our bodies are almost like, thank you so much for welcoming me back is often what comes up for people or this like deep sadness, this deep grief, this deep, um, this trauma that needs to be let out of realizing that separation that's been going on for so long that we've been in so many ways unaware of. 
And now we're releasing that separation and releasing our separation from our bodies means releasing separation from ourselves. So there is no way that through healing our relationship with our bodies, we're also not healing our relationship with self. So it just all works in this beautiful um, completeness, this beautiful wholeness of mind, body, soul. And so really allowing ourselves to land into our bodies, observing being in our bodies and then beginning to question what does my body want me to know what's my body what is my body trying to express through the way that it's feeling through the way that it's showing up through the way that perhaps it's physically looking what is it trying to express to me that perhaps I haven't been listening to now that I'm no longer pushing it away and trying to reject it but I'm actually holding it close how is that making me feel what is it bringing up inside chances it will trigger you like it, it will. And that's great because I actually don't think being triggered is a bad thing. I think it's a, it's an invitation into this is a part of me that isn't healed. And you're saying you want to heal your relationship with your body. So get ready to get triggered, you know? Um, and so it's just seeing what comes up, like really allowing yourself to see what comes up there. And I often think as well as it's like, when we start to realize this, when we realize we've likely created this this separation then it's asking ourselves like what am I making my body mean about me so what am I making the way that my body looks or the way that my body is being or the way that my body is acting or what my body is doing etc or what am I making that mean about me as a person and when we get clear on that when we realize that because our body looks xyz we're making it mean xyz or our body is doing this or isn't doing that they're making it mean this or that then we can start to realize like this is why we're creating this segregation you know now from personal experience I when my I would make my body mean about me that I wasn't worthy that I was unlovable that I was disgusting to look at that I men were embarrassed to be in my company um, that I couldn't get the job that I wanted, the man that I wanted, the life that I wanted, um, the success that I wanted because of the way that my body looked. And mine was very much always based on physicality, as I say. Um, and so I made it mean all these things about me. And it, the same thing can happen if our bodies aren't performing in the way that we want them to perform then we can make it mean about ourselves that we are broken in some way that we're um, that, yeah, that we're uh, un unlovable in some way if we feel that we're broken and we can also make it mean a ton of different things as well. But these are just a few examples. And so what are we, if we know what we're making our bodies mean about us, then we can then look at, well, how is this impacting my life? So if I'm making the way that, I feel about my body mean this about myself, then how is that then presenting in my life? How is it impacting my relationships with friends, family, partner? How is it affecting my work life? How is it affecting my career, my successes? How is it affecting the way that I 
get up each morning? How is it affecting the way that I feel as I walk down the street? How is it affecting how I feel about going into situations with other people? How is it feeling about the way that I take chances on myself, take risks, um, are spontaneous? How is it making, how is it, you know, impacting my life in every single aspect, like really looking at this feeling that I have toward my body or about my body how is that impacting your life and what are you making that mean and are you saying to yourself because of the way that it looks that you can't have x y and z and are you saying to yourself that because of the way that it's responding and the way that it's operating that you are unable to have or feel certain things and this is the stuff that as we're going through it it's like it's intense to bring up, you know, because it's generally really deep rooted. Like our, it's, it's deep rooted stuff. The things that go on with, with our relationships, with our bodies, especially as women, I think all humans experience it, but I think especially as women as well. And also so often our body is just like, again, this is all happening so subconsciously, but I think it's like our bodies are just this really great a media outlet to put everything onto you know it's like oh if I can blame my body then at least I have something to put my blame toward or if I can hate my body at least I have a direction to put my hate toward or if I can feel shame about my body I have a direction to put my shame toward so our bodies are just like this this very accessible place for us to have these outlets for all the parts of us that are yet to be healed, right? And so it's really interesting as well when I speak to clients in and we're working in lots of different ways, like with coaching or whether more recently with emotion code, or we might be working on something so separate to body image and so separate to relationship with body. And then they'll kind of just mention a few things about how their relationship with their bodies shifted and evolved and healed. And that doesn't come as a surprise right now, because it's like when we heal stuff about ourselves, the likelihood is we're as I say, like we're not separate to our body. So when we're healing stuff about ourselves, we're likely healing parts that relate into how we see our bodies or parts of our bodies. I'm so fascinated. And we're going to speak about this more in a different episode um, about the way that the way that we feel like what we hold energetically and the emotions that we suppress energetically, um, how not only they affect us mentally and emotionally, but how they also affect us physically as well. So we can actually heal physical ailments through releasing the emotions that we've trapped so that so our energy can flow through us again and be in complete um optimal um well-being you know so when we start to heal other stuff our relationship with our body can start to heal as well or what can also be really interesting um or i should say and because this isn't actually an all because when stuff is triggering, it's actually you're in a process of healing because you wouldn't be getting triggered if you weren't being healed because you'd just be doing the same thing and seeing the same thing and feeling the same things and ignoring the same things. And so we actually know often when we're getting triggered that we're likely in a healing space because we're allowing ourselves to kind of essentially open up the blinkers of the things that we've been trying to protect ourselves from. And then we're getting triggered and then we're like, oh, okay, now I'm seeing like, I'm getting triggered because of X and I'm seeing these wounds, I'm seeing these parts that need to be healed, etc. 
So yeah, people can either come to me and say, this is now my relationship with my body feels so much better, even though we were working on this over here in my life, because essentially when I heal one area, I'm healing them all. And they can also say, I've healed this area and now stuff with my body that I thought I'd come to peace with has shown up all over again. And all it is, is it's just that next layer, that next level of healing. Like we heal to a certain degree and then we reach that zone for a little while where we're at peace um, and life plays out and life unfolds. And then as we're ready to reach that next level of expansion, we'll likely notice that there's more healing to do, right? And so it can show up with our bodies again. And one of the reasons I personally think they can show up with our bodies quite often is because our bodies were so many years where our natural easy targets that we used as this is something for me to put my blame or my hate or my guilt or my shame or my um, worry or my control over. And so as we're up leveling in another area of life and as that is, you know, when that feels like uncertain, risky, a bit rocky, when we're in that kind of like that middle ground of like, oh, I'm expanding and I haven't yet got to the expansion. So I still feel very unstable. Then our autopilot kind of subconscious move can be, well, where can I take these feelings where can I let these feelings out? And so then we might just be like, oh, yeah, what was that that part of me that I used to not like? Or what was that part of me that I used to think was so wrong about me? Or that part of me that I blamed as the reason why I couldn't have X? I'll use that again. <laughs> so it kind of shows up and we're like, oh, I'm like hating my body again. That's interesting. And yet, as I would say, is that all it is, is that spiral of healing taking place. So we might be thinking, I'm feeling the same thing that I felt before. So therefore, am I back to where I was before with my body? But actually we're feeling the same feeling, but at a very different level of our healing. And it's just often the same feeling is inviting us this time to either do the thing that we did before, but at a deeper level level or a more um, expanded level or to explore something different this time around so it's really interesting how it can show up for people and when we so when we come back to this whole thing of like how is how I feel about my body impacting my life and we get truthfully and deeply honest with ourselves and we write down everything and we write it all down as in like I genuinely feel like the way that I feel about my body or the way that my body is you know the way that I feel about the way my body looks is stopping me from being in love or having success in my career or putting myself forward in my business or speaking up or having great friendships or being seen, being valued, being worthy, being safe, being um, loved, being supported, then we're able to kind of really see what it is that is the deep rooted issue, right? So, so often you know, not liking our bodies, not loving our bodies for things separate from our bodies is, is the symptom that's playing out based off of one of the deeper rooted issues of how we're truly feeling about ourselves. And what I really want us to ask ourselves once we've written this list of all the things that we feel like we can't have or aren't available to us is, is there a part of me that is also scared to have those things? 
because again, a very easy outlet to have is to blame something for being in the way of us having X rather than facing the idea that actually having X is just really scary. And this isn't going to apply to everything that goes on the list. And again, it's like I'm speaking to the vastest of topic that could apply in so many different ways. So there might be some things on that list that really don't apply here, but there'll also be things that potentially do. And so it's really just getting crystal clear with like, where am I just choosing to have my body be the scapegoat? And perhaps I didn't realize it up until now. And that is okay. And this isn't a time for me to start beating myself up. This is just a time for me to get really clear with what's actually happening so that I can change the pattern, so I can transform things. And because if that's what's really playing out, then it's like, yes, there might be some things around our bodies that we want to have feel or look different. But ultimately, is it really to do with our sense of self-worth, our sense of deservingness, our sense of safety and security, our sense of ourselves? That is the main thing that's holding ourselves back. And we've just been projecting all of that onto our bodies, right? So then again, it means we're looking at the root rather than the surface level of things and we can heal it from the root and another really good question to kind of ask ourselves when we're, when we're looking at all of this is if I loved my body if I truly like loved it and was like in awe of it and enjoyed it and was in deep presence with it what am I making that mean about me and I think that could be a really interesting question to ask because we might be having, we often have so many stories that we don't even realize the stories are playing out. So we need to ask the right kind of questions to find the story that's playing out that's making us feel a certain way. And asking ourselves if my body stayed exactly as it is, if nothing about either my physicality or the way that my body operates and performs changed, and yet I suddenly was in deep love with my body, what am I making that mean about me? Am I making that mean a negative thing about me? Does it, does it feel like for me to actually give myself permission to love my body is actually has a negative consequence because I make it mean a certain thing about me? Like, oh, if I loved my body, then I'd be big headed, then I wouldn't be approachable, then I wouldn't be one of the girls, then I wouldn't be um, accessible, relatable, then I wouldn't fit in with society, then I would become lazy then I would become selfish, then I would be alone. Um, you know, we can have so many things that we don't even realize the narratives that are playing out until we ask the question. So it'd be really great to explore that and see what we're making it mean. Because then, as you know, what I love is like, let's bring it right up to the surface. Let's shine the light on that story that's playing out, that narrative that's playing out so we can release it, reframe it, let it go or rewrite it, you know. And so often we become so afraid of being on the unknown, being on the other side, that we would almost continue to live in the way that we're living. So we might have got to a place of being that although we're saying, like, I really want to change how I feel about my body, I really want to change um, how my body feels, or I, you know, want to have a better relationship with it if we've never experienced a good relationship with our bodies or for many of us we might only remember the last time we experienced a good relationship with our bodies being when we were much much younger like say if it was pre um pre-teen then or 
then, then it might feel sort of so um, unaccessible to us because we identify ourselves as a very different person then, you know, we're like, oh, it was fine when I was a child, but as an adult, I've never experienced that feeling. So it almost feels like you've never experienced it in a way. Um, and so we need to, if we're, if we're afraid of the unknown more then we're afraid of staying in the way that we're feeling, then we'll stay the way that we're feeling, right? So we need to figure out what it is that we actually believe is on the other side of this healed, beautiful relationship with our bodies. Like what is all of that stuff that's on the other side? And if there's any of that stuff that feels scary, unaccessible, that you don't feel worthy of having, that you don't feel deserving to feel, that you believe feels almost like a fantasy, like a dream, like a fake world, um, that feels like it almost makes you nervous to even imagine having and experiencing all those feel things and feelings, then that means that likelihood that is still at a higher charge almost than the charge of staying where you're staying. So we have to bring these things up and out into the open so that we could change the charge around them so that we can change this feeling of fears and doubts and worries around those areas of life so we can really get to the root. So whenever I'm working on bodies with women, it goes so far beyond looking at their bodies and talking about their bodies it's like let's talk about everything that's going on beyond this um and this is always the root of where we begin you know this is like the first pieces this the, these are the, the the prevalent pieces that are so important because one thing that I've noticed that we can be so quick to do is we can be quick to blame the body right and this is the kind of what we've been speaking to so far and something that was so 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 life transformative for me like I literally remember the day I was like walking down the street and I had this realization I was like oh my god my whole life has just changed um and this was within the last four years that this happened and so I hope that as I say this out loud one I'm able to do it justice um and two that it, it supports you in some way is that right we blame the body we blame the body for not looking the way we want it to look or doing the things we want it to do or being the way we want it to be. And yet it's not the body itself that's blaming itself. It's our mind that blames the body and our mind that makes our body wrong. It's not the body that makes the body wrong. And when I kind of realized this, when I was like, and for me personally, again, re referencing it back to myself, I blamed my body so much for being a bigger body than I wanted it to be, for being, you know, larger and not the shape and size I wanted it to be. I'd done that for so many years and I was still, throughout this last four years, I've still had a lot of healing to do around that. And I blamed it so much. And then I was like, wait a minute though, it's never my body that's like, feed me loads of foods in a calorie surplus. <laughs> It's never my body that's saying drink loads of alcohol. It's never my body that's, it's never my body essentially. I'm trying to not be like too specific here, but it's like not my, it was never my body that was asking me to do the things that were making my body then look the way that it was looking. 
it was my mind that was choosing to take those actions that then resulted in my body looking the way that it looked that then kept resulting in me blaming my body and when I had this realization of like oh my gosh it's my mind like I've been blaming my body the whole time and it didn't switch I wasn't like no I'm gonna blame my mind it was just like wow wow like what have I been doing like what have I actually been doing my body is not blaming my body me my mind is blaming my body and my mind is actually the one that's in control in so many ways by choosing what I do and don't do choosing what I eat and don't eat choosing how I move and don't move choosing how I feel and don't feel and that honestly flipped my world around like that happened I think 26 27 and that was then like oh my gosh this is this is changing everything and it then meant that I was able to then actually get into because I think I personally I came out of my eating disorder and was worried that I would really struggle to be in the body size and physicality that I wanted to be in and I don't think there's anything bad with having aspirations for physicalities um that I would ever be able to have that in a healthy way in a way that wasn't um led by some sort of form of not enoughness you know like I always wanted it to be led from like a sense of completeness and I'm doing this to feel really good and to also physically feel that I look good um and when I soon as I realized that I was like oh my gosh this is possible now (laughs) like this is so possible for me now because there's nothing to blame anymore I'm not going to hold this blame anymore and actually it's I need to be more aware of keeping my mind in check and realize the the power that my mind is having on the way that I'm choosing to take actions around my body and this brings me on to a piece around the actions that we take with our bodies and with our health of that the action that we take might not actually look any different to how it once did, but that the feeling behind the action and toward that action can change 180, right? So when we look at, and this is going to be more related to when we are working with healing the way that we feel about how our body looks, um, so more around our physicality, but we might find that um, the the actions that we've been taking when we've been in a place of not healing our relationship with our bodies or being um, abusive toward them or being in a dysfunctional relationship with them versus what we want to be taking from that place of a healed relationship are actually the same one and the same action. It's just that we've gone from the action being fueled from a place of hatred loathing despising lack of self-worth lack of love um, lack of enoughness to being an action that we're now taking from a place of I love myself I love my body I want my body to be healthy I want my body to feel energized I want my body to feel good and so this is the action that I choose to take and I think that can be such a huge and pivotal piece for people because so often it might not be the action itself that was quote unquote toxic. It might have been the belief system behind the way the action was taken. Now, I trust you to know the difference between harmful actions and non-harmful actions. And of course, as many physical actions that I used to take when I was in my 10 year decade of disordered eating that I don't do now but there's also many actions that I used to take then that I do do now and in fact if I look at the way that I eat day to day or I move day to day 
right now in this place of feeling so at home in my body and so healed with my relationship with my body versus where I was at at the worst period of my time um, in terms of that relationship, which is about six, six or seven years ago, so like 24, 25 a lot of it's the same. I eat very similar foods. I move my body in a similar way, but it is all fueled now from a place of love versus from a place of, for me, it was at that full length of kind of hatred, despising, desperation, loathing kind of thing. And hopefully for you, it's not at that length of the spectrum. Um, But this I think can be a really powerful one to realize that perhaps it's not the actions themselves that need scrapping, but it's just our outlook on the reason behind the actions that we're taking because we still get to live in deeply healthy bodies in the process of healing our relationship with our bodies. And it's so interesting because as I was thinking about this being one of the points I wanted to speak on, I was like, and this is what I talk about in business. Like anybody who knows me, anyone who's been um, through business coaching with me or been through Coach Confident Coach Academy, et cetera, knows that one of the biggest things I speak about in terms of business is it's not just about what you do. It's about the feeling behind you doing what you do. So we could be doing certain things in our business, but if we're not, if the feeling behind it isn't coming from a place of like expression, trust, energy, let up, this feels true for me, this feels authentic, this feels good, I want to be here, we're going to have a very different reaction and a very different outcome than you know, then, then it dependent on which angle it's coming from. And if we're putting stuff out there just because like, I probably should put this out there or I probably should show up like this or God, I feel helpless in this business kind of thing. So the feeling behind the action plays out hugely and it doesn't just apply to business. It applies to life as well. And in this context, it applies to our relationship with our bodies. So a thing to explore there of just noticing which actions that you actually carry out that perhaps are in and of themselves are not toxic. It's just the feeling behind them that has been. Um, And the main thing really here is, as we bring into that final piece of kind of bringing this all together, is giving yourself permission for your body to hold a seat at the table of your life. So giving yourself permission for your body to hold a seat at the table and express itself to you and show you and let yourself feel what your body actually wants you to do for yourself and for your body. And this comes into that embodiment piece, right? So it's going to look like the way that we land and live in our bodies, the way that we move them and the way that we allow ourselves to sort of be an anchored into our bodies and recognize that we are in these bodies and it's also going to be the way that we do certain things so it's really allowing ourselves to listen to our body of and some people might call that intuitive eating or intuitive movement or you might just find that for you it feels like okay I'm just going to listen to my body and think what does my body want me to do in this situation so that's you doing intuitive listening and and listening to your soul Um, And then it might be like, what does my body want me to eat right now? How does my body want me to move right now? And that in and of itself is going to be so huge and monumental because you're rebuilding this ability to trust listening to your body. So a lot of people talk about this when people are coming out of the other side of, say, disordered eating um, or any eating disorder where we've 
distrusted the body for so long because we've likely ignored hunger cues we've likely ignored fullness cues um we've ignored so many things that our body is saying like listen to me and it might be crying out and showing physical symptoms that we're not listening to it and so it's rebuilding that trust with the body and the same can even apply if we've been the reason that our lack of healed relationship with our body is more due to the way that our body is functioning then again because it might be a quote-unquote malfunctioning in one particular area that our mind is deeming not acceptable that our body isn't doing this particular thing then we might have then started to create this lack of self-trust that well my body can't do that so can I trust it here and again we might not consciously be realizing that but we might be trying to uh we might realize that out what is playing out in our lives is us kind of trying to create this level of control around our bodies and trying to create a level of routine around them that perhaps even our bodies don't want to be in and it can show up in so many different ways like how does your body actually want you to move is your body craving yoga is your body craving running is your body craving something that you feel a bit terrified to do because it isn't your norm and you're like oh no I'll just ignore that because I'm just going to do the thing that I always do instead same with eating like is your body does your body really want the thing that you're putting in front of it or are you just eating it because that's the thing you eat or that's what you deserve does your body actually say that it wants that you know so it's really giving yourself the, the permission to give your body a seat at the table and listen in and it's just if you already feel like you've got a deep connection with listening to your intuition it's then allowing that to go beyond your intuition being your decision maker in life but it also allowing you to be the way that you connect in with your body so the beautiful thing if you feel like you've already built a relationship with your intuition or listening to your soul listening to your heart is that you're already seven steps closer to building that more trusting and deeper relationship with your physical body. So how awesome that they all get to sort of interlink and pay off with each other in that way. And then the final thing that I'm gonna add into today and also to this piece around embodiment is embodiment might be different than you just doing the exercise that you normally do. Because it's really easy when we're exercising to still not really be like in our bodies, like fully landed in our bodies we can go into almost autopilot or we can just be you know we can be out walking and not really paying attention to the way our bodies are moving in that walk but to the things outside of that or we can be doing the yoga and be more looking at where our posture is versus being in our body or we could be doing the high intensity and just be trying to breathe and not really focusing or and perhaps even like avoiding the fact that our body is is feeling like it can't breathe in that moment you know so exercise alone can't always be the thing that enables us to be really embodied. Now, you could perhaps practice being being embodied, so being very in and aware of your body and the way your body feels as you're moving through exercises. But I'd also encourage you, and this has been a huge game changer for me implementing this in the last 18 months, I would say has been like the, the icing on the cake for this healing um healing my relationship with my body actually maybe even more than the icing on the cake because it's been like very pivotal um has been doing more embodied practices so that's been embodied dance somatic dance breath work energy healing um it's just allowing the body to move the energy that it wants to move and allowing yourself to feel the feelings from your body not just from your head and just from your heart but actually allowing your body to express itself your body to move and that has been so powerful and so transformative 
And I mean this as in like 18 months ago. So back in January of 2020, I, for the first time in my whole life, I was 29 years old at the time, for the first time in my whole life, I was able, I danced naked in my room in Bali in a, and felt very uncomfortable doing it. But I was like, oh my gosh, I've never, I've never moved my body naked before. Like I'll, I'll be naked, but I will never really embrace it or let my body express itself when it's naked and so I danced naked I had a huge cathartic cry and was like oh my gosh I can't believe that I've 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 not been doing this and this is something that's really deep into that next level of acceptance and fast forward to today and the amount of now like in-person embodied dance I've done online somatic dance I've done and then the level of energy healing and then all these different things me now that for me I literally move my body in some kind of way in this kind of embodied way literally every single day and not even necessarily thinking about it it's not like a pre-planned thing of like I should do this today it's like now I'll get off of client coaching calls or emotion code calls and I'll put on a song nine times out of ten I'll do this I'll put on a song and I'll move my body to that song and move my body and let the everything that was channeled in that session move through and out of me because we need to get used to not only feeling stuff in both our head and our heart but feeling it through our whole bodies and letting it move for our whole bodies and that was pivotal for me because I was already really connected with my heart and my intuition and already felt like I was living very much from that space from that soul-led space but then I added in that next element of allowing it to not only just move through my heart but also move through my body and let my body express itself and that was like a returning home for me that was absolutely huge and I think that has been one of the biggest biggest reasons that I got to that place now of feeling so much like everything has healed so explore different options see which one feels most um, accessible for you because you want to go for something that has a level of sense of safety to it even when it's going to be outside of your comfort zone right so you still know that you can kind of be in that space so look for different different people and if you want any recommendations feel free to reach out to me privately um but it has been so much fun talking to you on this topic today and I feel like there's been lots of little nuggets in there so I hope that one of them or more have been supportive and helpful for you I would love to hear what your takeaways are from this I'd love to hear if this has been helpful and supportive for you and I just want to say thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode thank you for bearing with me um as I bring out sort of slower episodes thank you for being on this journey with yourself have you even thanked yourself for that recently because we can get so caught up in but I'm not there yet I haven't healed it yet I'm still in this healing space or I didn't think I'd still be here at this age or all of these things that we forget to realize that we still are choosing we chose to be on the journey though of the healing like rather than beat yourself up for not being fully there whatever there may be for you have you actually stuck sat down recently and thanked yourself for being on the journey itself because that is something that a lot of people don't do because it isn't always easy and it is confronting and it is triggering and it is yeah it's all the things because that's what healing is right so thank yourself and I thank you for being on this journey with yourself it is so much more than just your body it is all of you in its entirety 
But even if it was just your body, that in and of itself is more than enough because our bodies are fucking miracles. Um, so until next time, I send you all my love. Speak to you soon. It means the absolute world that I've spent time with you today as you've listened in. If this episode has resonated with you, please feel free to share it or to leave me a review. And in the meantime, between episodes, you can stay connected with me over on Instagram at underscore Amelia Francesca.